This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty Group, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com. For more information on how they can help you. Hi, this is Bob Bergen, and you're listening to E to the E to the E the TV Confidential, folks. And Roberts, with a reminder that the next edition of TV Confidential will premiere next week on the station at the usual time. We will welcome back Joy Lansing biographer Alexis Hunter. Plus, we'll play part two of our conversation with Donzelite Abernathy. We hope you'll join us for that. In the meantime, we'll round out this week's program by playing part two of our conversation with Greg Airbar about the legacy of the Flintstones. The Flintstones 60th anniversary Blu-ray release is now available through Warner Home Video. We ended our first segment with Greg by talking about how the storylines in the Flintstones were a lot more sophisticated than many of us realize as we pick up the conversation. That's what's so cool also about the Flintstones is if you really watch them, there are inconsistencies and, you know, the loyal order of water buffaloes or the loyal order of dinosaurs. And, you know, Wilma has two maiden names and all over the Internet, you know, what's your maiden name? and That kind of stuff. There, there's a lot of that, that sort of who's right, who's wrong, but who really cares? What's truly touching about it is that you find out that Fred had a lot of dreams, uh, like he wanted to be a CPA and he goes back to, to school so that he can get out of the rock pit. And then you see why that didn't happen. And so there's a sad, there's a, a melancholy to it. There, there are, there are moments where they take a breath and it's not just wacky hijinks where there's discussions, you know, they've got money problems. They got rent to pay. They, they're very, very relatable three-dimensional characters uh, as well as the standard sitcom. There's a lot so of you're, sitcom. you're, you're saying that Fred Flintstone had a character arc, so to speak, even though that term wasn't exactly used in 1960. He definitely did have a character arc as a matter of fact. And there's been much discussion about how the show changed. Did the show get more juvenile as time went on? Did the show get more silly as time went on? That is another source of much debate. Barbera's comeback was we had to keep it fresh. We had to keep changing things. We added the children. We added um, Hoppy the Hopperoo. And in the last season, uh, the Great Gazoo, which I, I love the Great Gazoo. And when we were kids, we looked forward to the Gazoo episodes. And that's the voice of Harvey Corman. And he was, to a kid, a great character. Yeah. Now, to some, to some purists, it's like, that's the jump the shark. To some purists, Pebbles was jumping the shark. But what that also did was just... It was it was just that was the era of Bewitched and I Dream of Genie. So it was it was par for the course of the mid sixties to have elements of magic. But what Gazoo gave Fred a chance to do, which is one of the best episodes ever, was to be boss for a day, where he's complaining about how easy Mr. Slade has it. So he switches places because of Gazoo. And then you find out that it ain't so easy because he's got bosses. And so you get a different point of view from that. And that's a pretty interesting point. So the show really wasn't a children's show, even in 1965. Well, it aired in, pri it aired in prime time. Yeah. So, and the shows still were about the marriage issues and things. 
But as it got further into the 60s, it did what everything on television did. It got more into the pop scene, you know, the surfing and the... But even in the first season, there was an episode about teenagers and he was a pop star named Hi-Fi and things like that. Hanna-Barbera always uh, hooked in whatever was going on and threw it into the show. Uh, perhaps later it got more dependent on that. As their company grew, they didn't have time to focus as carefully on those things because the company was growing so much. But the, as far as the character arc, Fred generally did mellow. And you could say the same thing about Archie Bunker. You know, he had children. He, he, was, he was sweet to Pebbles. He was no longer the bombastic uh, blowhard ogre. Because he could be he could be really mean to Wilma, and he could he treated her in an inappropriate way. In that it he was, treated it, her like a Neanderthal. And then that's the funny thing is that the show is dated, and and there is a disclaimer on the video because there are certain stereotypes, pretty minimal though. Hanna Barbera was not as guilty of it, but it was you know it was of its time. But Fred, it was since it was it was sort it was kind of from the honeymooners. I mean, they didn't deny it. Ralph didn't treat Alice terribly well, and Fred didn't treat Wilma. You know, it was that was the era. You got to be in the kitchen. Where's my dinner? That kind of thing. He never took her out. And there's episodes. Why don't you take me out? And they'd go off and play cards. And that kind of attitude was the post-war. Women should just be home cooking and having babies. That was. A rotten way to treat women and the show shows that but as time went on you didn't see that as much you also had Wilma's acerbic comebacks to that and you also had Fred's comeuppance for that a whole lot more than the honeymooners did because let's face it this was this was quite a few years later than that so it isn't so much that this is a chronicle of, of upstanding examples of how everyone should be but it it is an interesting look, and the fact that, like you said, he's a Neanderthal, it kind of fits, because he is. He's a caveman, and he lives in his man cave, and he acts like a guy who is thousands of years in the past. So, in a way, Fred, of all men, you know, he at least has the excuse of being way behind in the times, more than any, any other TV husband probably could get away with it. Um, but it doesn't excuse it, but it kind of explains it. It's a funny thing that the Flintstones would have that benefit. <laughs> it's, kind of, it's kind of strange. The Flintstones, the complete series available on Blu-ray wide release through Warner Brothers Home Video. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. The other thing that I find delightful about this set, especially, is at the very end, there's two movies attached to it. The, the first one and the last one. The last uh, movie they made based on the Flintstones was a direct-to-video special, uh, which tied in with the, the WWE wrestling. Hanna-Barbera or Warner had a tie-in with, the, with their characters and the wrestling association and their, and their well-known characters. There was a Jetsons one, and there was a Scooby-Doo one, and a, I believe a Tom and Jerry one. And each one of them featured different ones. Well, the, the Flintstone one had John Cena in it, and it was quite good. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it's if you were to go back into the 70s, inevitably there would have been some cartoon where Fred would have done... They, they threw everything into those cartoons after a while. You know, Fred dressed up like Kiss in one of the 70s episodes. Um, 
uh, Teenage Pebbles had a crush on uh, Mick Jagrock in the early 70s. They, they had no shame when it come, came to throwing whatever the current thing was. So it isn't like if Hannah and Barbera were around, they would say, oh, no, no. Um, the nice thing about the WWE special is that it has beautiful art direction and that it has the early look, the, the blue, the blue style backgrounds of the bedrock look of the early show, the, the same kind of line style and excellent voice work that, that approximates the voices very well. And the story is kind of entertaining. It's the sort of thing Fred would, would do, you know, try to be an impresario and screw things up. So it's, it's an entertaining little film. But what's really great, and personally I just absolutely love, is a movie called The Man Called Flintstone, which was the second feature-length theatrical movie that they ever made. And they had high hopes for this. This came out in 66, right after the show was canceled. And they really wanted this to be a big deal. Columbia released it. Originally it opened with Wilma in place of the Columbia Torch Lady. Um, you can still see that. <laughs> yeah, it's real cute. They can't use that now because of copyright, you know, trademark issues. You can see what it looks like, though, if you Google it. It's not on there, but it was a major release. There was a soundtrack album, or at least uh, sort of a soundtrack album. And there, there was a Louis Prima song in it. There were, there were actually some, there was actually some wonderful songs in it. There is a, uh, Marty Page conducted the music. It has a, a spy, sort of a 007 kind of theme to it. There, the animation is higher grade than the television. It's not Disney level, but it's upper grade because the budget was higher. Um, some, some wonderful backgrounds. And a story that really doesn't sag. You know, considering that it's very difficult to take any television show, any TV characters, and sustain a 90-minute movie with them. This one, for some reason, it just kind of works, and it works from beginning to end. It's, and it, it's it's basically Fred is uh, is standing in for us for a super spy and uh, has to go to Europe, and and, and it, it's got all the greatest voices: June Foray is in it, Janet Waldo, um, uh, John Don Messick, and of course Mel Blanc. And uh, it, it's just I really like this movie, and the reason I mention it is it's the first time it was ever on Blu-ray. Now, they didn't have the time or, I guess, the, the means because it's just a special feature. They didn't go in and remove all of the flaws, so there's still, uh, you know, little little bits and pieces of, of uh, film flaws in it, like scratches and the uh, thing. They, they, they couldn't go through and digitally remove all that. Unfortunately, they didn't do a, a, a huge DNR, which would have also taken detail out. So I'd rather they left some of the flaws in there and didn't over-DNR it. Um, what is DNR? Well, that's a digital noise reduction. So they, and that happens sometimes. I don't know a lot of the tech. But I'm sure I'm not the only person in my audience who wanted to know what DNR meant. Well, <laughs> if, you, if you overdo, to, if you overdo, it's like using the tone controls on your records. Okay. Too, you Got it. Scratch and you try to turn the scratches down, then you muffle the sound. So if you, if you try to take out all the flaws too much digitally, then you take away a lot of the detail. Okay. And so they there are there are still film flaws in this film in the movie, um, but you can see the line work better than ever because believe me, I have every version of this. I saw it um, 
every time it played in the matinees and there were huge chunks cut out of the film. I mean, I, I watched this to see this artwork on a big screen is very exciting. And it was always, the sound was always muddy when they ran it on television, when um, the VH test came out, it always looked nice, but the sound was always somewhat muddy. And the, the image was always slightly out of focus, not badly out of focus, but it wasn't, it wasn't sharp. This is very sharp, the color looks great, and the sound is crystal clear. For the first time, the sound is crystal clear. I am so thrilled, because I really love this movie. And it's the very last thing on the set. So I mean, you know, you can nitpick about all kinds of things about, well, what about this, what about that? And that, with something that's massive, ad infinitum, you're going to find that. But I'd rather not wait till, you know, a bus runs me over before the perfect set comes out. I want it now because I'm enjoying it now because I, I really love the Flintstones. I've loved it my whole life. And so I'm so grateful this is here. You know, it's funny. Somebody said um, they were going to some kind of a, some kind of a thing where you drive through and you look at lights. And, uh, I, <laughs> and I said, that, oh, that's nice. And they said, oh, well, it's this much money per person or per car. And I said, well, you know what? You drive through that thing, but for the same amount of money, you can have every episode of the Flintstones on Blu-ray. <laughs> and the guy says, well, you know, you got a point there. <laughs> I said, I mean, experiential memories are important too, but you got to weigh things, you know. Every episode of the Flintstones, the original Flintstones from the early 1960s, available on Blu-ray for the very first time, along with many extra features such as the 1966 theatrical release, A Man Called Flintstones, a lot of promotional material, material uh, that helped Hanna-Barbera sell the series to ABC, the soundtrack of, what what was it called, the the Flintstones Sing? Yeah, the Flintstones Sing. It's called Songs of the Flintstones. Songs of the Flintstones. This is worth it alone. It even has the the car hop song. Here we come on the run with a burger on a bun. That's on that album. So I mean, and 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 the original theme to the Flintstones, which most people forgot, but uh, uh, but but there was a different theme for the first season. All of this is available on Blu-ray through Warner Home Video. This is a wide release, mainstream. Everybody come and get it for everybody to enjoy. Video. So it's probably available at retail as well as through Amazon.com and the Warner Brothers Home Video uh, website as well. Yes, indeed. Warner Archive does have a lot of great titles also with the Flintstones. And I I do want to mention um, they have a couple of sets of specials um, that uh, there's about five or six or seven specials and two volumes that I would uh, also recommend um, that were done in the 70s and early 80s where Pebbles of Bam Bam got married and things like that that you, you might want to add to. So check out what Warner Archive has too because there were quite a bit of Flintstone things done later that Warner Archive did. But it's very impressive and exciting to know and I think it's because MeTV shows the Flintstones every night now. There has been a resurgence that Warner really feels like this is something that should go out to everyone and not just, just to a niche audience. It's still that popular. The Flintstones, the complete series available on Blu-ray, wide release through Warner Brothers Home Video. Lots of extra features. Uh, Greg Airbar writes uh, twice a month for CartoonResearch.com. Thanks, Ed. 
If you haven't been listening to TV Confidential, this is who you're missing. Don Wells. Eric Braden. Jansen Williams. Troy Finnis. Peter Borchel. Lindsay Wagner. Loretta Sweat. Ben Asner. A, a lovely, enchanting interview. It's all the conversation. It wasn't an interview. Well, thank you. That's that's what I try to do. That's what I, I try to make this a conversation. You made it. That's TV Confidential every week on this station and every day online at televisionconfidential.com. You can now purchase T-shirts, mugs, caps, hoodies, wall clocks, and other gifts with the TV Confidential logo from the official TV Confidential merchandise shop. For more information, go to televisionconfidential.com forward slash merchandise or cafepress.com forward slash TV Confidential, cafepress.com forward slash TV Confidential. Alexa users, you can now listen to TV Confidential on your smart speaker by just saying, Alexa, play TV Confidential. Enabling our Alexa skill is easy. To find out how, go to televisionconfidential.com slash Alexa. 45 years of the Rockford Files, revised third edition, the complete history of the Rockford Files, on television, now completely updated with more than 20 new interviews, additional photographs, and a whole lot more. 45 years of the Rockford Files. Available now at rockford45.com, rockford45.com. Hi, this is Penny Kaiser, and you're listening to TV Confidential. A reminder that the electronic mirror, the electronic mirror, what classic TV tells us about who we were and who we are and everything in between is available in paperback and as an ebook through Amazon.com, wherever books are sold online. For more information on Mitchell Hadley, go to itsabouttv.com, itsabouttv.com. Also a reminder that Donzele Abernathy will discuss her book, Partners to History, Partners to History, Martin Luther King, Ralph David Abernathy, and the Civil Rights Movement in a Zoom talk hosted by the Pasadena Public Library on Saturday, February 27th, beginning at 2 p.m. Registration for this event is free. For more information about the Zoom talk with Donzelay, go to cityofpasadena.net forward slash library forward slash calendar, cityofpasadena.net forward slash library forward slash calendar. For more information on the listening, go to cbemusic.co forward slash the listening, cbemusic.co forward slash the listening. For more information on Donzelay Abernathy, go to Donzelay, D-O-N-Z-A-L-E-I-G-H, Donzelay.com. That'll do it for this week's program, folks. Ed Robertson, Baffertoni Figueroa, Donna Allen, Phil Grace, and Greg Airbar. Thank you so much for listening. Stay healthy, stay safe. We'll talk to you next time on TV Confidential. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at tvconfidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 
or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.